Hallelujah. You know, I'm so excited about what is happening in our season at this time. Especially what happened in Nigeria yesterday that on the election day, the election was postponed. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I told you it's not going to be business as usual, didn't I? And I told you that you are going to see a surprise, isn't it? Mm, can a nation be born in one day? Yes. Wow. It is astonishing what is going on on earth today. When you look at every region of this world, it seems as if there is a cloud of confusion in this month of February. But it will soon, the cloud will soon shift. And England will know, United Kingdom will know where they are doing, where we are going. Hallelujah. I think the month of April is the promised month for the nations. Amen. <laughs> you begin to see some clarity on the horizon. America will know where he's going. But now God is, you know, tossing the brain of, brains of men and confusing the intelligence of the wise. <laughs> and of course, you know, prophetic people are not uh, unaware of this. Because God has warned us concerning these things. Told us specifically some of those things that are happening. So we are not, um, we are not kept in the dark. Last Sunday I was sharing with you about the God in you. And the reason why I began to share with you about the God in you is because a lot of believers on earth today do not understand what salvation is. And by so, a lot of errors are proceeded into the church because of the lack of knowledge of the finished work of the cross. Now, the broad title of all these lectures I'm taking you is the finished work of the cross. The finished work of the cross but under that finished work of the cross we did a subtitle last last sunday on the god in you and i helped you understand from the book of galatians and colossians especially from colossians we began looking at chapter 1 from verse 15 briefly down to 22 and then colossians chapter 2 verse 7 and we found some scriptures in the Colossians that says in, verse, in chapter 1 verse 15 that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of our creation. And he went further to say, For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. And I help you to understand the the coverage or yeah let me call use that word coverage now of that very sentence everything was created by him either visible or invisible so whether they are spirits angels demons they were created by god through jesus and you know yesterday night i was listening i i, I was watching i was I was studying, and suddenly I decided to play my, my program on, on the night, in the night, and I did. After finishing playing the program, I saw a man 
on the television. So I said, let me watch him. And the man said, impossible deliverance. So when he said impossible deliverance, I recognized that he must be a deliverance minister. And so I said, let me hear their point of argument. And my intention is that I will hear their point of argument for two reasons. Because of you, the church of God, and because of them, to know exactly what is in the faculty. How are they thinking? And for you to be able to help you understand the, where the thoughts are erroneous. So that you will not be, uh, you know, you will not be um, deceived by the doctrines of deliverance. Okay. But there are some things I found in the man's lecture. He said that um, demons, there are th- three schools of thoughts about demons. He said one school of thought says that demons were created by God as fallen angels. Revelation chapter 12 verse 7. He quoted. Then he says that in the book of Genesis chapter 6, another school of thought says that um, demons came from Nephilims that you know, the Nephilim, the word Nephilim means evil spirits, and they came to the world, and they have intercourse, married uh, human beings, and they gave back to giants, and all schools. School of thought says that. And it says, so because of that, demons can still have intercourse with people on the dream. Okay? Some of you might have heard that before. But I want to show you in the scriptures that all those things are garbage. <laughs> The third school of thought, he said that some people believe that Satan created demons. Can you understand the confusion? So, but the Bible tells you and are here, for by Jesus Christ, all things were created. That, that diffuses a philosophy that says Satan created something. Satan has no power to create because he is a created. You see all these errors that come, which are demonic teachings, you need to know the word of God to be able to understand the error. Because the error appeals to human intellect. But you cannot judge falsehood if you do not know the truth. So the Bible tells us here that for by Jesus Christ all things were created. And it says whether visible or invisible. And there is no other entity unto whom creation was ascribed but Jesus. Come on now. I say my Jesus created the devil. He created all demons. Alright? Then he went further to say, whether they are thrones or principalities or powers or rulers or dominion, all authorities are, all these things are created by Jesus. Come on now, look at something else. Go further down that scripture. He is before all things, and in him all things go together. The next verse says, And he is what? Shall we read that next verse together? And he is the head of the body, the church, is the beginning, and the first one among the dead, so that everything might have the same Who is your head then? Come on now, say it to me. Who is your head? Jesus. You know why he says it's your head? Because your head controls you. The head controls the body. So if we are the body and he is the head, who is your controller? Jesus. It's Jesus. 
You can't be controlled by demons. Never can you be controlled by demons. A Christian cannot be controlled by demons. I want to help you understand what the Bible says. But look at the book of the same Colossians chapter 2. Let's go to, let me read from verse 1 to verse 9. I want you to know how much I am struggling for you and for those at Laodicea. And for all who have not met me personally. The next verse says, my purpose is that they may be encouraged in the heart and united in love. So that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God named Christ. Jesus is the mystery of God. Hi. In whom are what? Shall we read this scripture together? In whom? In who? That is the beginning and the end of knowledge. Is Jesus Christ. Inside Jesus is all hidden treasures of wisdom and of knowledge. Look at the next verse. Let's read together, please. That is what you find in errors. Those who perpetrate error, they deceive you, divert you from Christ, they divert you from the word into philosophy of man. Jesus is the center, not demons. I don't care what demons are. I don't care what they look like. What's my business? I care to know nothing except who? Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. That's what you get from me, amen? If I wanted to know about demons, I wouldn't be born again. I would, I would follow my father's gods. In my family, they serve demons. My father, direct father. Before he got born again. And when Jesus called for him, I was so, I'm so sorry, demons couldn't stop him. Even Lucifer couldn't stop him. I cannot be delivered from that. Only to go back to that elemental stuff. I would get there now. Yes, sir. We come to church to know about one man in whom mystery of knowledge and wisdom is hidden, who is Christ. I tell you this so that you, you know that, so that no one may deceive you by fine, by fine sounding argument. Look at the next verse. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in the spirit and delight to see how orderly you are and how firm Your faith in who? Not in a man. Your faith in Christ, not in me. Who is your minister? No matter how much God used me. If fire is going on my head like that, it doesn't make any difference. God decides to do that. It has nothing to do with me. I can stand among you on earth today and say this. Because unto who has the arm of the Lord been revealed? If I talk about my personal experience and encounters with God, it's very, very humbling. But yet, your faith is not to hang on miracles, but on the God who works the miracles. 
You know why God anoints some of us in the grace that He gave to us? I'm telling all of you, all of us are anointed equally, but we have different grace. Okay? People like us who have grace and we see the blind see, we see people healed, you know, dead raised in our ministry and stuff like that. We have no business in it. Because Jeremiah chapter 1 tells you, verse 5, that before you were formed in the womb, God knew you. So God created us biologically and spiritually to function in what he foreknew. We didn't fast for it, we didn't pay for it. I didn't fast for anything, I didn't pay for it. I fast for my head. Not for God. And when God uses us in such signs and wonders that we command son and he obeyed. And we have this in some video. Command a flying bird, curse the flying bird who has a demon uh, was sent by voodoo or witchcraft and the bird came down dead. I have it on video. Now, why would God do those things through me? Because God wanted you to come closer to Him. Because if you draw close to God, God will draw close to you. And He will do those great things through you. If you can get close to Him. If you don't exalt anything above God in your life. And God is the priority of your life. And Christ only. Then He will use you as a vessel. From the age of three, I've been used by God to five. Then nine, He appeared to me. But the path I took is what I'm telling you. I care to know nothing but Jesus Christ. He says in this scripture, For though I am absent in the body from you, but I am present. He says, And the light to see how orderly you are and how, and how firm your faith is in Christ. Okay? Look at the next verse. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, what did he command you to do? Tell somebody, continue to live in him. Say it again, continue to live in him. If you say you accept Jesus and you are not living in Jesus, you have not accepted him. These are the kind of people who give confusion in churches. When they say in Jesus' name, somebody manifests and is shaking and turning on the floor. He did not accept Jesus initially. He's only coming to church. He's only coming to church. Jesus says, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of my Father. But those who what, do the will. And no one can do the will. The book of Romans chapter 6, 7 tells you that. Unless by the Spirit of God... And anyone who has known the Spirit of God is not born again. Hello. Somebody only needs to give his life to Christ rather than struggle with him. Come on now, let me give you more information about those who are born again now. Verse 7. Rooted and built up in him. That is if you continue to do his will. You'll be rooted, you'll be built up in him, strengthened in the faith. As you were taught. And overflowing with what? Thanksgiving, not curses. You know why? Go to the verse 6 again. Verse 6 says, Just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him. Put verse 7 together. Continue to live in Him. So if you continue to live in Christ... You'll be rooted and built up in Jesus, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, 
And overflowing with thanksgiving. Did you see demon teaching there? Come on now, did you see demons here now? Excuse me. If your root is in demon, no wonder demon is messing you up. But if your root is in Christ, come on now. You have nothing to fear. You will be rooted. You will be strengthened in your faith. You will overflow with thanksgiving. Verse 8 and 9. We will stop at 9. Let's read verse 8 together. Come on now. All those teachings about curses and about deliverance, they are elemental teachings that came from human head. Jesus never taught them. So if we are worshippers of Jesus, where do you get it from? Where do you get it from? You are looking for demons? They are in Bagura. They are in the house of Oshori Wale. I'm speaking in tongues. <laughs> tongues of men. You know, when I look at people who talk about all this stuff, I pity them. None of them came from this background. My father, when he was worshipping Satan, he was a certain worshiper. When he was in a room, like you know, you you like a boardroom somewhere. You'll be hearing a lot of people talking and he's talking to and stuff, and you knock the door, you open the door, you find only him. Oh, but I was hearing many people talking. The moment you open the door, everybody stopped talking, only him will talk. You shut the door, they start conversing again, demons with him. Audibly that people hear. That was my father who gave back to me. He was he served Satan to the place where he was in quotes numbered among principalities for Africa. My father will leave Nigeria to Germany in 1947, 46 47, to go and join Hitler. He never took passports and never took visa to come to Germany. Are you with me now? So he had gone to the end of Satanism. And then Jesus double-crossed him. When Jesus saved my father, he wasn't preached to. Okay? My father wasn't, you want to know more of my father? Go and read my books. Nobody preached to my father. And nobody conducted deliverance for my father. If he was so demonized, somebody who will look at another human being to kill a human being for my father, he doesn't need to struggle. He looks into a person and he focuses at the person and the blood in the body will dry up. The person will fall down like a stick. You caught him, you won't find blood. You know, normal person die, they find blood. Where my father killed people, you don't find blood there. He has sucked out the blood by demonic powers. Can God forgive a man like that? Come on now. What was Paul? A murderer. Poko Aram. Yeah, that was Paul. <laughs> he, was, he was the book of of his time. Because Paul will kill Christians and he will stand by those who will slaughter Christians. He will stand by them and say, okay, keep on killing them. Now, he was going to get certification to, to kill those who say they are Christians 
What is different from ISIS? What is ISIS doing? They kill anybody who is not believing their God. What is uh, Boko Haram of Nigeria doing? They kill anybody who is not believing their God in the way they believe it. Yes? yes sir. So poor was. So when you, are, when you are praying for ISIS, don't curse them. Pray for them that Jesus should appear to them. Make Paul of them. But when God saved Paul, who delivered Paul? Nobody. Who delivered my father? Nobody. Don't you understand? The Bible says, do not let see to it by yourself. Don't let people take you captive through hollow, deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and on basic principle of this world, rather than of Christ. Why? Verse 9. Verse nine. Shall we read the, the verse 9 together? Do you believe that? Say amen. amen. Then where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Come on now. I carry Jesus. Say that to somebody. Hello. So in Jesus is are all the fullness of deity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit lives in bodily form. And look at the next verse. Shall you read it to yourself? And I have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over all power. Click King James Version in that place. Shall we read together? And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. I love it. Not because we fasted, just because we have faith in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now, if Jesus lives in me, and God lives in Jesus, come on now. How can the things that Jesus, God created through Jesus, have dominion over me? How can they? It's impossible. It is totally impossible. Because somebody says I'm mad doesn't mean he's mad. How many times people say they are mad in England? They use mad for anything. When they want to say something is good, they say he's mad. Isn't it? <laughs> are they mad? You have a better legacy based on promise. Come on now. Therefore, write this down. From the day you gave back. I'm talking about the finished work of the cross. One of the things that the cross of Calvary read, number one, you are a new creation. The cross of Christ made you into a new species. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. All, the old has gone, the new has come. If you look at King James in that version, I love to read King James. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become what? New. From the day you say yes to Jesus, something happened to your spirit, man. That old man dies. And the Holy Spirit resurrects a new man in you. Now, let me help you understand the major difference between you 
born again and you before salvation is this. Before you were born again, you can just decide to go and sin, isn't it? You have some friends you plot to go and sin, isn't it? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Every weekend you are looking for another sin place, isn't it? And some boys, they go about stalking girls, okay? They don't, they don't have the, the, you know, thought that it is not right. But when you get born again, when such thought comes to you, you will have a conviction that it's not right. That's the difference. I told them a story now in New Cross. When I was a young boy, yes, I was a young boy then. <laughs> you know, I was, in this, I was a part of my secondary school. My father told me to go and live with my auntie. And that my auntie lives in a place where one of the richest family in Nigeria lives. And this rich family, you know, their kids in teenage, they give them cars to drive. Okay? And they will just get some t- themselves together with my cousin, and weekend they will be going from one party to the other, drinking to stupor. I will be at home reading the Bible, praying and studying my works. And the boy will come on Saturday, on Sunday, totally dazed. And the mother will be saying that, why can't you look at your cousin? Why are you behaving this way? Because the boy's father died when he was young. And they will be talking how they raped a girl, how they gang raped somebody. I never had it because in my house, only Bible we read. So I have to ask them, what do you mean by this? They have to be telling me, ah, you know, you are naive. They said how they did the evil and all stuff like that. And I, they will sing to me. So when he's, when he's settled, I begin to ask him, why are you doing all these things? I will say, well, I enjoy life. You will stay there. He will invite me to come, to come along with them. I say, no, I have books to read that I pray at 12. Do you know something to my cousin? One day he went out. Till today we never found him. Over four or five years now. He hasn't come back. We can't find him. You know the difference between I and him is this. I was born again. So when you talk about sin. I have something in me that will tell me. My son when sinners entice thee. Consent thou not. Arms length. So now in my old age I have few regrets if there's anything I regretted is that I, I, if I had known what I know now in God when I was a child I would have shaken the whole world into two months I would me now so why is it that you and I being born again we cannot just recklessly sin it is because of the book of First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16 it says we have the mind of Christ. Very quickly, First Corinthians. Don't worry. So we have the mind of Christ. Now, with the mind of Christ, once you get born again, God gives you the mind of Christ, a, a new spirit and the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ in you is the one that educates your human mind so that your human mind can develop into the mind of Christ. And how he does that is by the spirit. As you read the Bible, your human mind develops. As you pray regularly, your human mind develops. As you fast you know, intermittently, 
It builds purification to your body. You remember I told you about right and wrong fasting? A Christian should not be fasting 40 days, 70 days. It's not in the Bible. A fasting one day is enough for a reasonable human being. Okay? But that one day, really separate yourself. Pray throughout the day, asking God for cleansing and reading the word of God. And fasting is supposed to be something that humbles a man to draw your heart near to God. If you can do two days, it's not a crime. If you can do three days, it's not a crime. But to go 40 days, that is never in the Bible for any congregation except for individuals like Moses, like Elijah, that, uh, that God sent a mission of deliverer and Christ himself. You will never find that the apostles fasted 40 days. Are we together now? Yes, sir. So... If you are fasting, as long as your fasting is for you, to cleanse you, to purify you so you can come closer to God, then it's a good thing. But if you are fasting because of demons, you are, you are, you are, I mean, you have totally been deceived. If you are fasting because of a breakthrough, you have totally been deceived. If you are fasting for promotion, it is deception. Because God commands promotion for your hard work. He says, hard work brings good results. Are we together now? Yes, so therefore, once you are born again, you have a new mind. And that mind is the mind that cautions you from sin. Number two, the finished work of the cross. You, you overcome the world by the cross. The first thing is that you are a new creation. The second thing is that you overcome the world. First John chapter 5, verse 4 to 5. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that, is, that overcomes the world? One, only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now look at this scripture. It first says, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. You believe that? Say Amen. amen. Say, I'm born of God. God. If you are not, you have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior before you leave here today. The Bible says, for everyone born of God. I cannot understand how a man can be born of God at the same time born of demons. Come on now. Does God give birth to a corrupt being? No. If God gave ye birth, how can demon enter therein into he that God had given birth? It's impossible. It's impossible. It's either God didn't give birth to you, and you, are, you, are, you have demons all over you. Or God give birth to you, finish. You have the Holy Spirit inside you. The seed of God is in you. And that's what tells me. Everyone, which means each one of all that are born again. Born of God overcomes the world and he did not leave us with any any mystery about this this is the victory that overcomes the world of even our faith the next one says he who is born of god who is that that overcomes the world only he who believes that jesus is the son of god which means that anybody who believes that jesus is the son of god overcomes the world and he who overcomes the world is born of god that's why you overcome the world so everyone who is born again According to this scripture, literally, put the two on the board, please, for me. 
According to this scripture, anyone who is who believes that Jesus is the Son of God has overcome the world, and everyone born of God overcomes the world. So who is born of God is somebody who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That is those who are born again. There is no such a thing as born again Christian. You are either born again or you are not. And if you are born again, your name is Christian. Christ-like. You don't have born again Christian. It's a, it's a, it's a taboo. From the pits of hell. So understand this. The cross of Calvary makes you a new creature. The cross of Calvary gives you the, makes you an overcomer. That is, you overcome the world. Which means there is nothing that can face you as a Christian in this world that you cannot overcome. Do you agree with me? So what about demons then? You can overcome anything in this world. If those demons didn't come to heaven to meet you, they came to this world, you can overcome anything and everything. You know, Satan rules man by fear. And God rules man by faith. It's your choice. Number three. The cross of Calvary. We are looking at the finished work of the cross. By the finished work of the cross, you are free indeed. Number three. You are free indeed. John chapter 8 verse 31 to verse 2. He says, to the Jews who have believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Understand that Jesus was talking to those who knew him, who were Jews. And he said to him, to them that, you know, Everyone, you know, they said, they said you, if you hold to my teachings, teaching, you are really my disciple. Can I ask you, have you ever heard Jesus taught people about generational curse? So where is it from? You heard Jesus taught about demons and demonology and names of demons and all this doctrine that, you know, Satan is the one who created demons. I mean, did you hear Jesus say that? That's why anybody who follows those, those teachings will never know the truth. And you can never be free. You can never be free. Because for those who believe in Jesus, you must follow the teachings of Jesus Christ for you to be free. It is the discovery of the truth that set man free. Any aspect of your life you discover the truth, you are free in that aspect of your life. And if there is an aspect of your life that you are struggling, you don't need deliverance. You only need to discover what did Jesus say about it. Once you know the truth Jesus teaches about it, finish. I was watching my TV program yesterday uh, on the Faith Channel. Nine every Saturday. How many of you watched the program yesterday night? May I raise your hand? Now, all of you write it down now. You are the one who put the program on television. You shouldn't be blessing others while you are not. It's Faith Television Channel. Can they make sure that it's always in the announcements? Because we always have it in the announcement, the EPG. Faith Channel, every 9 p.m. Saturday, Apostle is there. You sent me there. Then, Sunday, today, 6.30, I'm on Faith Channel. 
You know, when you listen to the man who spoke, when I listen to him at home, I wonder. Are we together now? Yes, sir. Because I'm preaching now. When I sit down to listen to this man preaching, wow, I said. I was just wowing my wife and wowing my kids. I called my son, come, come and hear him. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you must be watching it. When I finished watching, I stumbled across this man who was teaching all this demon stuff. And it pains my heart. My heart burns. Listen to me. Area of your life that you are struggling is because you are ignorant of the truth Jesus taught. And you cannot know the truth unless you read Jesus and read the apostles. When people look at Old Testament and they say that, well, Nephilims were on earth in the book of Genesis, and we, if we, some people believe that, that is not the Bible. It is the belief of some people. If you base your own salvation on the belief of some people, you will shipwreck. The Bible didn't say those stuff. If the Bible did not tell you who Nephilims are, who, who has the right to tell us what Nephilims are? What is my business with Nephilims? I have contract with only one man. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the only people that I'm interested in is the angels who, who serve him. I'm not interested in those who don't serve him. We have so much in heaven to know, which we haven't known fully. And I'm looking for Nephilim. I don't know where they came, who are they from, where they come. It's not my business. Nephilim came, Nephilim go. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> and so some people now said that by that, people who have dreams and they have sex in the dream, you know, they, they, that's where they got it that they have spiritual husband. It's a lie. There's no spiritual husband. My father was a wizard. I know how they sent... People, it is human beings that go to the address. Is there any witch here? <laughs> Anybody who was a witch, stand up, my friend. If you are a witch or a satanist, stand up. You are not standing up. May the Lord start bringing them to me in England. Amen. If it was in Nigeria, I said, at least you will see some people will stand up. Oh, yes, they have been delivered. And they will confirm to me. You know, when people have sleep, a sleep and dream that somebody is having sex with them, it's not an evil spirit. It's a man who teleported his spirit. And what they use that for, don't let's talk about it because I don't want to talk about demonology. Let's talk about Jesus. So, when you have people telling you that, oh, because of Nephilims and so, they have sex with men in physical. If they have sex with men physically, how can that interpret to spiritual now? It is, they have no, there is no correlation. Are you together? It's like telling me that somebody of, somebody, you, you sue someone to court and said that, uh, what is the charge? You said, you said, Afro occasioning harm. And it's okay, where did the Afro take, take place? You said in my dream. You sue someone to court and said that, uh, I want to divorce my wife for adultery. And you said, when did it happen? You mentioned the date. Where did it happen? You said in my dream. Yeah, so how can they say that Nephilims who physically marry human beings interpret now to spirit coming to sleep with people in the dream? It is nonsensical. It has no relevance. Are we together now? You must not believe any teaching that has no basis in Christ Jesus. Let me help you know this. I heard this yesterday. Maybe I have to talk about it. Maybe some of you have heard it. So that you are not held bound by Satan. The man further said, David killed Uriah, 
and, and slept with his wife. And he said, do you understand what that means? He said, Rahab was the grandmother of David. And she was a prostitute. So he was inferring and saying that there is something that is generational. And in the lineage you have Tamar. He said it's generational. And I said, but after David, out of David came Jesus. Why did that generational not affect Jesus Christ of Nazareth? You, you know, these people, they don't think well. Because they always look for something to justify their nonsensical demonic teaching. That's the reason why you must know the Bible very well. Okay? And he said also something that is very, 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 it is, it is heretical. He said that, um, you know, that's the reason why David said, he prayed that, um, you know, in, in, uh, in, in, in sin did my mother conceive me. And he said when he was writing that psalm and told God that in sin did my mother conceive me, he said he was saying to God that, you know, that's the reason why I'm a sinner. And he said, because, you see, uh, Rahab was a prostitute. He came from the gin, uh, the tamar and all stuff like that. He said, and God said that, okay, I understand. <laughs> His own God. No, the reason why David sinned is not because of Rahab. These, all men have sinned because of Adam and Eve. That is the Bible. Your Bible, that's what tells you. The reason why Daniel, David sinned is the reason why I sinned. The reason why you sinned. Because all have sinned and fallen short of glory of God. From chapter 5 of Romans, sin came by one man, and so righteousness will come by another man. If you go and read that scripture very well in Romans, we'll still get there. It says that if by the, the, the sin of one man all sin, how much more will the, the righteous of, righteousness of one man, through his righteousness, all will be made righteous? He said, the first man sinned and all sinned. He said, the second man came to die for all sins. Don't let anyone deceive you, man. It is the truth that sets you free. I have just about 10 more minutes with you. Look at John 8, 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be what? Free indeed. I love the word indeed. The Bible is full of legal words and scientific words, maybe mathematical words. The word indeed means absolute. You are free spirit, soul, and body. Alright? Because indeed means the whole man is free. You will not go to hell. Yes, because you are born again. You cannot be controlled by Satan anymore. Number four, finish work of the cross. Because you are now born of God, you cannot continue to sin. I've said that before. You are not going to be plotting sin as you used to do. Every, every, every weekend looking for a sin place. Or a woman to dress as Satan instructed her. Every Friday, walking about the street looking for a sin partner. When you are born again, you can't do that anymore. You cannot continue to do that anymore. You know, I said something. <laughs> Let me give you scriptures on that. First John five eighteen and nineteen. First John chapter five verse eighteen nineteen. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps him safe, and the evil one cannot harm him. 
We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. Now, look at two things here. You cannot continue to sin. That is, you cannot decide to, be, to go and plot to sin again. Because if thoughts of sin come to your mind, you have conviction. If you fall into sin, you will lose your peace. That is what happens when you are born again. But formally, if you fall into sin, man, you give it a name. Rare, some people call it. I don't know much of your language in England because I wish I did. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you call those kids now, they give you all manners of names. They call, they, they, Satan paints sin in every generation. It, it tries to cosmetic sin and make sin look um, appealing. Yeah? I'll talk about deception of Satan, politically correctness, socially correctness. Uh-huh. And now they are, they are talking about religiously co- co- you know, correctness. Uh, all of us who uh, uh, accept one another, we are the same borough, you know, Christian and Muslim and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Hindu and everybody. So let's come together and pray. And I say, in whose name? Hmm. You don't understand me. I know the number of people I give back to. Whose name? How can I give birth to his son and call him Shogubami or call him Mukaila? He is the son of a bishop. And on his christening day, they said, what name shall this child bear? I said, in the name of Jesus, shall be bearing Mukaila. Mukaila, where is it in the Bible? <laughs> no, 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 no. Someone says that, ah, you are out of touch. For a long time, I've been out of touch, man. That kind of touch, I don't want it. Hallelujah. Yeah. The thought that I would die and wake up in hell, it will not come to me. That's not a touch, man. Oh, you'll be isolated. I have been isolated from the, from the time I was born again. No, people won't love you. Jesus said many people will hate you. I love it when they hate me for Jesus Christ. You have to accept that society. I will not be part of a society that will go to hell. I will together now. You cannot continue to sin because the spirit is in you, it won't let you. But there's something he says here. The, it says, for whoever is born of God <laughs> does not continue to sin. The one that is born of God and it keeps him safe. And the evil one cannot. Did you see the word cannot there? Cannot harm him. Satan cannot harm you. Amen. He said, we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of Satan. So, a born again, by finished work of the cross, is this. You cannot continue to sin because the Holy Spirit will not allow you. It will check you in recklessness. And second thing to that is that you are no more under the control of Satan. You cannot be controlled by Satan. A, a, a person under the cross cannot be controlled by Satan. That's what the Bible says. And it's true. Now, I will tell you why you cannot be controlled by Satan when I reach number six. Number five, finish work of the cross. God forgave all our sins, not some of our sins, all our sins. And it says in Colossians 2.13, When you were dead in your sins and in the circumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us, what? All our sins. Tell somebody, all my sins are forgiven. That's it. 
God forgave all your sins. Now, come on. When I treat with you, probably next week, about the, the, the philosophy of seeing curses and judgment and stuff, you will come to understand. I told you last Sunday, if you remember, there are three dispensations. Conscience, law, grace. Adam to Moses is conscience. So in the time Abraham was born, he was born in the time of conscience. And God, though sin was, sin was then before the law. But when law came, sin exploded. Because law now brought, it revealed sins. Okay? So, but then God said in the time of promise to Abraham, He says that through you, the whole world shall be blessed. Talking about Jesus, as I showed in the book of Galatians 3. So you have Abraham, you have Moses, you have Jesus, okay? Now, so under Abraham is promised. Whoever bless you, I will bless. Genesis 12. Whoever curse you, I will curse. You will be blessed. You are going and you are coming is in, is in him. Then it says his seed will be blessed. And it said his seed, through his seed, the whole world will be blessed. When it came with the law, with Moses... You have Moses, you have the law, and then under the law, you have blessings and curses. Alright? But I showed you Jesus. When you have Jesus, which is the seed spoken to Abraham, manifested in Jesus. And the book of John, chapter 1, remember? From verse 16 to verse 18, it says, From the fullness of His grace, you have all received one blessing, and then the other, and then the other, and then the other. So, in Jesus Christ is blessing and blessing and blessing and blessing. Why? Because Galatians said, Jesus is the fulfillment of promise of Abraham. So, therefore, those who are under Jesus are not under law. So, it is impossible for them to be cursed because under Jesus is promise and faith and grace and blessing. I'm looking for somebody who will curse me. Hey, yeah, yeah, I've been announcing on television. I went to them. I went to those who have curse in their mouth. And I told them in the public, curse me, if you, Abby. Did you not go with me? And others. I said I was told that in this tribe, you curse people. Your witchcraft is strong. I have come. I want to die. Kill me with witchcraft. Did I not say so? In the public crusade. And all the adjuncts were standing with the Asherah pole and the mantle of the shrine. It dropped from their shoulders. Their pole went to the floor when I confronted them. Because they realize that in me is the one who created them. And who created the person they rely upon. And if they mess up there, they will not, they, they will not be the one to tell the stories. They won't tell the stories. It's called the land in Nigeria. They will not tell the stories. Do you know why I do things like that? Because I understand the finished work of the cross. The Bible cannot lie. The Bible said the, the wicked one cannot harm me. They, they have no harm for me. People have been fearing them on that day. They, they too saw fear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, look, I've been talking to you for years about Casadega. Did you remember Casadega's story? This is the man who comes from Casadega. This is the man. 
The church builds upon Casadega now. He attends the church. I'm coming to visit the church now. Casadega is a province in America that is all for Satanists and wizards. And they invited me in his city, Orlando, to come over and deal with this stuff. Ministers there invited me. At that time, Ben He was there. His office was there with other ministers. And we went to Casadega, isn't it? And how did I destroy the spirit over Casadega? The Lord said to me, remove your shoe and put your foot on their stream. The river where they all meet, all satanists have their convocation. They gave us the map. We went there and God said, put your foot in that water. I put my foot in the water and I commanded the spirit to be shifted. And I prophesied a church to be built in that place. Today he attends that church in Casadega. We didn't, we didn't fast for it. We didn't fast for it. Guys, you only need to know that the word of God is true and test it. Look, don't be afraid of death. For a Christian to die is gain. Who does not want gain? Anybody who goes to market, he doesn't want gain, profits. Huh? I mean, you don't understand me. <laughs> which, one, which one are you there? You are looking at me like this. You know, I've told you, when I die... Nobody must cry. Because we cry, wake up and I'll give you a slap and I go back. <laughs> I will just go back. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Jesus swallowed death in victory. Death does not have power to kill us who are born again. Our, our maker, who created us, we send him when it's time for us to go back. If he comes before his time, bind him. And he will be bound. Listen to me. Death has been defeated by the cross. So why should you be afraid of death? You can't be afraid of death because death is destiny of all men. For us who are born again to die is what? Gain. That's why I went to Jamaica to go and face machine gun. With the Yadis. And the head of the yard is in a short while. His head crashed on my shoulder with tears, accepting Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Look, let me say something to you. The reason why the devil is pushing all erroneous doctrine to church is to make you fear. And a man is a slave to whoever you fear. If you fear Satan, you become his slave. Romans tell you that in the book of chapter, Romans chapter 8. If you fear God, God becomes your master. <clears throat> Listen to me. I'm not, I'm not giving you rock science, rock science. Don't worry. I have, um, I have overworked this body. It is not demon. <laughs> I also get ready for this. My son doctor told me, hydrate. Hydrate, hydrate. <coughs> so I hydrate. Listen to me now. <laughs> Two more before you go. God forgive all your sins. Now, if God forgive all your sins, okay, how can He now leave the sins of your fathers unforgiven? Can you believe that? Look at Romans chapter five, chapter three, verse twenty-five. Romans chapter 3 verse 25. Quick please. 25. Read it from verse 23. Whoever is on that projector. 
Let me read from verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of glory of God. The next verse says, And are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that comes by Christ Jesus. Look at this. Shall we read together? No, 25 please. Yes. Excuse me. Excuse me. We need to look at this one with the goggle of law. I think we'll explain it deeper in next Sunday. But I sometimes want to know here that God presented Jesus as sacrifice once and for all. The word atonement is to mediate between two people. Okay? But on behalf of one person. Atonement is to... He put his life down to pay the price. Okay? So, that through faith in his blood, yes? Anybody who believes in his blood, he, God accepts them to demonstrate his justice. Because in the forbearance of God, God had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. So, from the day you are born again, all sins beforehand are cleansed off. What about the sins of your father? Is it beforehand or afterhand? All these generational people who died, they died before you came. How can the sins of those who died before you came have credence over you who is living? It is nonsensical. It is not acceptable in the realm of law. Your father cannot be a debtor and you go to jail. Are we talking to, are we, are you talking to me now? Can somebody come here now from Nigeria? Those of you came from Nigeria, Sierra Leone, and from uh, um, Gambia, uh, you know, um, Jamaica, Barbados, and everything like that. And then they, they sent a warrant of arrest to English British government and said that your grandfather was a debtor, so by the law of their own country, they want you to be, to be you know, uh, uh, repatriated to them so that they can, they can sentence you. British government will let you go for that? Come on now. So how can Christians believe that the father's sins and their forefathers' sins, God will punish them for it? It just is nonsense. If man cannot do that, you think a just God, a righteous God will do that? No, you who did good, God will punish you because of your forefather who did bad. Can you imagine that? That's no justice. At least God respects human rights to an extent. <laughs> I'm talking about to an extent that is conscionable <laughs> because people that have gone somewhere else now. It's no more human rights, it's become demon rights. Now, so every sin you committed, God forgave it. He forgave them all. So, if you look at that verse, uh, Colossians 2 13, salvation covers sins and sinful nature. It covers sin and sinful nature. And that Colossians 2.13 says, When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ, forgave you all our sins. So he talks about your sin and the nature to sin. And that was what I was saying to you. After born again, you feel cautioned. But before born again, you and I were reckless. We swim sin, we drink sin, we sleep sin. But when we're born again, 
We are cautioned by the Holy Spirit. So the nature in us has been captured by Holy Spirit. That is sinful nature. So that you cannot obey your sinful nature anymore because the Spirit of God lives in you. And you have to now educate your human body to submit to the mind of Christ in you all the time. Any thought that comes to your mind, take it captive to obey the Word of God. That's why you need to know the Bible. And in CRT Church, I give you three chapters a day minimum in the morning, three chapters in the evening to read. As a normal dose. Your morning piece, three chapters of the Bible. Your sleeping piece, three chapters of the Bible. Come and tell me the nightmare that will come. You will see angels like me. Come on now. Finally, tonight, today, number six, I will stop there. God has rescued us from dominion of darkness. Finished work of the cross. He had already done it. He is not, he will. No, he had. It says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 to 14. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son. He loves. In whom we have redemption for I mean, the forgiveness of our sins. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. Now, look at this word. For God has rescued us from dominion of darkness. I love that. Let me help you understand the word rescued. From dominion. I want to talk about dominion and kingdom. When the Bible says, God rescued us from dominion and translated us into what? The kingdom. Look at me. I will tell you something when I finish preaching. That's why they are doing all those ceremonies. Now, God rescued us from dominion and translated us into kingdom. So what is dominion? Thank you for making my, my uh, cup, giving my cup is too. In this cup is water and lime. Because I was coughing. And lime, water, hydrates. Now listen to me. I've seen a place before, many years ago, a deliverance minister came to London and said to the congregation, start coughing. He said, that is demon, that's demon, that's demon. <laughs> and they were coughing, 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 coughing. <laughs> Hallelujah. People have fooled God's people too much. They mess them up too much. God will deliver His church. Amen. He will do it through you. Amen. When you know the truth, you take the truth out here. Now, let me help you understand the mathematical understanding. The Bible says God rescued us from dominion of darkness, and the other translation says, and translated us into the kingdom. Now, the word dominion is used to depict jurisdiction, what they call jurisdiction in law. Now, this is it. A dominion, therefore, is depicted by an area within which a law is enforceable. And that is what is called the jurisdiction. Okay? So, if God delivered you from the dominion, which is the area within which a law 
which is the law of Satan, the law of the flesh, is applicable and translated. Translated means your, in mathematics, your, your three coordinates change in value. Okay? That is, you change in x-axis, y-axis, and, and the, the z-axis. Alright? Your altitude has changed. Your horizontal has changed. Your, your vertical has changed. Now, you have no connection whatsoever to where you came from. So, the dominion that ruled over you and I before was called the dominion of darkness. Now we are cut off from it and translated or transported or transformed into another place. Not dominion, but kingdom. Kingdom has several dominions. Okay? You have dominion of angels in the kingdom. You have dominion of sons of God. You have dominion of elders. You have several ephemeris and all stuff like that. God now took you and I and disconnected us totally. If we have to go back to where we were, we will light up the place. Because we are now light. And the place we were was darkness. Amen. So it is impossible, totally impossible for a Christian who is in the kingdom to be under the jurisdiction of the dominion. It is impossible. It can never happen. Listen to me. That was what I was telling you. Look, yesterday, Nigerian government just woke up the, 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 the polar election people and they just annulled, they, 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 they postponed election. Three hours of election. Does that, that postponement of Nigeria... Can it affect the election they are doing in the uh, Benin Republic or Ghana or Sierra Leone or Togo? No, because it's different dominion. Okay? So, when that man operated and decided and, and ruled that no election, he was acting in his domain. That the president of Nigeria cannot stop him because he is the principality over that domain to take such decision according to law and power and that upon him. It does not matter whether people like it or not, they are enforced by what he said. All those who are powers in quote, principalities in quote, have to submit to him because he is the head of that domain. The, the decision he made, he did not confine anybody, and once he said it, that's it. That is how those who are under Satan are controlled. Whatever Satan decides, that's what their life will be. Whatever, if Satan says you cannot eat, you can't eat. If you say you should, you should be sick, you'll be sick. Anything Satan decides in his dominion, anybody not born again, they are under the dominion of Satan. Whatever the devil does, that's it. Whatever decision demons take, that's it. But not for those who are in the kingdom of God. Because their authority does not crossover. It is impossible. I mean, God is God over his kingdom. And in the kingdom of God is no darkness. Everybody that are born again are sons of light. And there is no darkness found in you. You are God in the manifestation. The fullness of God is right within you. Let me say something to you. That is the reason why I am not afraid of any power. Not because of anointing. I know the word of God is true. Listen to me, therefore. If anybody says to me that you are under curse, I will tell him that you should bring more curses. I love it. Because God said, the Bible said in Deuteronomy, God will not permit the curse of Balaam. He turned it to blessing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
And God said in Genesis chapter 12 to Abraham, who I took my line from, whoever curses you, I will curse. Whoever blesses you, I will bless. So if somebody curses me, why should I worry? The one who promised will deal with it. Because in the book of John, in chapter 1 from 16, it says in Christ Jesus, you have received one blessing after the other. It says the Lord came by Moses. He said, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Satan doesn't want you to know that, man. The God in you is the one who created the heavens and the earth. And greater is he that is in you. Let me leave you with this. I want to teach you on this until you fully explore what is inside you. You are more than what you think you are. Let me help you know this. There are some youths in this church who grew in our hands. Okay? And I kept teaching you, they have no other instructor but me. They haven't had liars. They didn't have the unprivileged to hear liars. They weigh anybody who speaks outside by the truth I show them in the Bible. But today, that is about 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Today, look at where they are. Look at your own life, 20, 30 years ago, where you were. Okay? Now, look at where you are today. 30 years ago, if you were told that you would be where you are today, can you imagine it? No, some of you cannot. Really, everybody cannot. But what makes you today was in you yesterday. Isn't it? So, now, what is in you today, you don't know it. And what you knew from yesterday, 30 years ago, unfolding on a daily basis, is what progressively brought you to where you are today. I have a mandate from heaven to help you know everything that God put inside you, so that your tomorrow shall be better. Listen to me. There is no such a thing that somebody blocked my star. It does not exist. It does not exist. No man has star in heaven. I was a lance of you. I observed the stars in heaven. I never saw my star there. It does not, it does, my name is not among the stars. I'm not a star. I'm a human being. Born again as a spirit child of God. Higher than the stars. And your destiny cannot be in the star. Your destiny is in you. Because God said that before I made you, I knew you. I formed you according to what I knew. You have to look inside you. Greater is he that is in you. Satan does not want you to understand that. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If that scripture is correct, then everything in the world, the devil and demons and stuff, they are nothing before a child of God. Don't be afraid of them because they are afraid of you. Stand up on your feet, we're going to pray. I want us to lift up our voice up and begin to thank God for the cross of Calvary. Thank God for the cross of Calvary. Thank God for the cross of Calvary. Somebody begin to bless the name of the Lord. Say to the Lord, I exalt you for the cross. Father, I glorify your holy name. Blessed be your name, O God, for the cross. Thank God for the cross of Calvary. Satan have no hold over you. I can hear you pray. I can hear you pray. I say you thank God for the cross. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. If Jesus set free, you are free indeed. He says, I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against. You are the church. You are the living stone. Lord, I bless you for my salvation. Thank God for your salvation. 
Thank God for your salvation. Thank God for the knowledge of His Word that brings light. Lift up your voice and give God praise. Lift up your voice and give Him praise. Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. Give God praise for your salvation. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the cross of Calvary. Jesus poured principalities and powers. He made a public show of them. Triumphing over them by the cross. Rakabondre ke basoto le mondo bahia. Le le sokolondre ke mbalemonga boskaki alamonda se. Father, we bless your name. We glorify your holy name. Blessed be your name, O King of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now begin to tell the Lord, purify me with your fire, O God. Tell the Lord, purify me with your fire, O God. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Tell the Lord, cleanse my spirit, soul, and body. Purify my spirit, my body, my, my soul. By the blood of Jesus, Lord, send your fire, your fire, your fire into me. Let your fire burn within me. Let your fire destroy everything the devil has placed within me. Every thought, contrary to God, I kill in the name of Jesus. Command your soul to be free. Your mind to be free. Fire of God. Tell pain that the fire of God will purify your hearts. The fire of God will purify your body. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the cross, Lord. Watch that. Thank you for the cross. You
The Bible says, and God bestowed upon him a name that is above all names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. I command every knee to bow before him in the name of Jesus, rather It is written, he was wounded because of our transgressions. Chastised because of our iniquity. The chastisement that make us all is upon him. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. I command your blood to be healed. I command your bones to be healed. I command your body to be healed. Your womb to be healed. I command your bone marrow to be healed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Every sickness, either lump or cyst, I cast you to vanish in the name of Jesus. Every discomfort in human body, I come against you. Every discomfort in human body, I take authority over you. The Bible says, let my people go that they may serve me. Everything that hinder God's people, I banish you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every spirit of evil thoughts that speak evil to the house of men, until they overpower the conscience of men, I banish you in the name of Jesus Christ. It is written, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. No longer to be subject. No longer to be subject. Anyone subject under my voice, you are released in the name of Jesus. He is the mystery of God, the source of knowledge and wisdom. We salute you, Jesus of Nazareth, our God who died for us, by whose blood we were free. I pray for those who have not known you under my voice. Holy Spirit, bring them home. Holy Spirit of God, I ask for their souls for ransom. Minister salvation to their hearts now. Destroy the heart of flesh. Out of the carnal heart I'm talking about. And give them the spiritual heart. By which they say, Abba, Father. Convict the word of sin, of righteousness and judgment. Return home to your maker. I say, sons and daughters, come to your, to your maker. The veil is removed. Barrier is taken away. Receive salvation. Oh, Lord. I pray for the youth listening to me here and all over the world. The games of Satan that he's using these days to take youth into rebellion against their God, 
against their parents. I command fire from heaven to destroy them. Any youth that Satan had assigned evil spirit to, to deceive them and shipwreck them, by the covenant of God for the righteous today, I command a division between you and them. The Bible says the children of the righteous shall be mighty in the land. Everything that says no or contrary to that, I banish it from you forever in the name of Jesus. David said to Solomon, Acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion. I pray for all the youths in CFT Church and all who are hearing my voice all over the world. The evil spirit that Satan has sent out to destroy lives of youth all over the world with the intention of obliterating Christianity, I know that it's not possible, but for the youth that have been oppressed already, for the youth that have been deceived, I command the fire of God to burn the veils. I command the chains over them to be destroyed. I command their knees to fall before their God. I command them to come back into the house of their God. Father, I pray for those who are standing, but Satan has sent partners who will influence them away from you. Such relationship I destroyed in the name of Jesus. As day and night never meet, I say you will never meet again. I pray for those who are sons and daughters of light, that God will send to you your kind, who iron, who are iron that will sharpen iron. In the name of Jesus, I pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit upon the whole church of God. Infilling of the Holy Spirit upon the whole church of God. That people shall be filled with your spiritual God. They will come to full recognition of what I'm saying about you. For who under heaven is the person that was not created by you? Even Satan and all demons and angels. Created by you and for you alone. So my God and King. The word has spoken out today. Let it transform everyone who had me. Let it bring renewal in their spirit. Let it rejuvenate their body. Let it wake up their soul. Thank you, Father, because it's done. As you leave my presence today, I say you are blessed. As you go out from this temple today, blessings of God shall go with you. You will be blessed in your going out. You will be blessed in your coming in. The success that was difficult for you up to last week, shall rem- the Lord shall bring you to remembrance and bring it to your hand. Where they have turned you down concerning good things, in this new week, they will call you back for better things. If you are jobless up to last week, before the end of this week, you will not be jobless. The grace of heaven will rest upon you. The glory and mercy of God will sit upon you. And the Lord will bring you to an expected end. The powers of Satan will never be able to deceive you. Neither will the enemy be able to outwit you. If he rises up against you, he shall fall because of you. And the Lord's hand shall raise you up. The Lord's right hand shall be upon you. And he shall bring you to the place that he has prepared for you. Father God, I pray for a convention coming. Thank you for the glory coming. Amen. I see the glory of heaven. Descending and moving towards the convention. Thank you for your glory that we fill this house. Thank you for the awakening in the heart of everyone. 
This I ask and thank you is done. In Jesus' anointed name we pray. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together with the King of Heaven.